You are listening to the Loitering and Unarmed podcast, an unapologetic conversation with fellow social justice warriors to engage in radical talk that inspires radical results for Ohio's poorest city. Hosted by Izzy and Jay, two East Cleveland provocateurs committed to narrative change and economic justice. This is Loitering an Unarmed Podcast about advocacy, change, and having a provocative conversation with Izzy and Jay about Cleveland's poor city. And that's East Cleveland. That is East Cleveland. What what poor uh, what could you we <laughs> You talk can, a, who, can, talk, talk 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 about that. You said people just talk about the problems all the time. There's no solution. Yeah. It's no, no cause it's no call to action. And if it is a call to action, that call um, is not to the people that need to be active, right? So, it's a couple. We talked about it's a couple. Couple. It's one section that's missing, and that's the young people. That's the college students, and that's the eighteen-year-olds, and even I don't know, maybe even younger, right? Got to be younger. Got to be because they, 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 they are. Man, my voice don't sound as good. Something's up. Go ahead, turn it up. No, this right here. This is the volume. I sound like all trebly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sound like me, Yak. You good. <laughs> good. The rating's going to go up. Uh, you good. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> so we went to the... Uh, Hold on. Okay. One of the problems is that people don't understand the the power of politics and how important it is to have any type of movement even though I hate it myself. Right? You got people you got people like me that don't like to talk about it and don't like politics and kind of focus and got my head down and doing my other stuff, but it is super important. Right? And I think that information is is it's missing information. Yes. We missing we missing how to how to move the ball forward because we got the wrong people in place. And we don't have people to understand the move these people out of place. It's an old system. Like you said, that, like, we've been up here. We You done heard this conversation before, even on the call, like, I've called many times. Like, how do we move the needle? Go ahead, man. I, I, I feel like I cut you off. No, you're good, because that's the question, right? The question is, how, we we have people who have been in office in East Cleveland, right? We have uh neighbors who have been neighbors to East Cleveland. We have, you know, um state representatives that have represented our district, right? We have government, you know, officials who have toured, you know, the city, right? We all of these things have happened. Um and so when all of that happens over and over and over again, and you live in the community and those same people don't do anything, why in the world would you go out and vote? That's question number one. Like, why would you? And so now what you have is a reality of the primary that netted 1,200 people, a little over 1,200 people to come out and vote for the, for the mayor, for the mayor primary. And by, default the primary and and so what by default the the winner of the primary 
because how the charter is written in East Cleveland, the mayor, who, who the person who wins the primary, is going to be the mayor come the general election in November. The thing is, how many people even consider the primary as being germane to, you know, the success or to the outcomes that we all desire in our community? Like, none of us, right? I mean, who votes in the primary? Not a lot of people. And a lot of people still are going to go out to the polls and wonder, like, oh, I thought I was voting for mayor. (laughs) Well, no, you, you missed it, bro. Because in East Cleveland, if you don't have a Republican candidate running for mayor, this is 95% black city, let's talk about the realness of the, 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 the possibility of that ever happening, right, in the context of what, you know, what the Republican Party represents today, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a Republican coming out, you know, into East Cleveland and running against, you know, the, you know, the Democratic, you know, uh, candidate, then you won't have a, a runoff in the general election. And so now what you have in Cleveland is you have the two people, both Kelly Mm -hmm. and Bibb, both Democrats, right, running off, right, because they were the two top vote-getters. Right. So to not offer the people in East Cleveland that same reality is, a again, is just another slap in the face, you know, to the people that are here and not accepting the reality that people got to go to work. They don't understand the value of a primary as it relates to East Cleveland. Like all of those things, we're doing a bad job of educating our youth at the younger level to understand the importance of a primary as it relates to the charter of East Cleveland. So that's why we are at we are at right now. Right. right. Now. Well, somebody's missing the ball and really understanding this problem and shifting it and getting it to go in the right direction. We get that. We need somebody to come in, a, a young Stokely Carmichael, um, a Malcolm X, a, um, Jamal just Collins. a leader. No, I was about to say Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> you. We need somebody to come in and get him some awareness on that, right? So they don't have the, the you know, it's like when you starve people for certain stuff, they're not going to be able to move because they – battling for the necessities you know what i'm saying it's like your a lot of your emotions is tied to your your necessities and what you have so if you starving or hungry or kind of you know searching for the next meal or searching for how to pay the bills or you're barely making it or you're working all day then that's where your attention is going to go your emotion is going to be tied to that if that makes sense so you're not going to be thinking about other stuff like voting and anything else like people get into this complain mode that's why i think like the college students is like kind of like the key to it that younger demographic because when we went to the council meeting yesterday i ain't see no young people in there no no i mean it, it was it was obvious um that the people who were running for council were talking to people who had been in that room before Right. And I'm I'm just moving back. And anybody who is listening, you know, to me, they probably have heard me before. Like, man, sometimes uh, in, 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 the, in the past, sometimes I vote, sometimes I don't. Right. That's just the realness, because I grew up in East Cleveland and I under and in, in, in that sort of 
understanding of like, ah, oh, is it really going to, that affects people, man. That's but, just but me this being the thing, honest. The thing, the only reason why you're doing that is because you left to your own devices. Nobody's coming and educating you on why this is important to move. And like politics is an important piece to get your agenda done. Absolutely. And it takes a while. It, ta- it takes people different, different. It, it takes everybody arrives at that, at that um stage of understanding how important it is at a different time. Right. So if, if I was, if, 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 if I'm combing, what am I trying to say? It took me a while to understand its importance, right? That's just that's just what where where I'm at as an individual. I'm realizing that it is way more important uh, than than what I viewed it in the past. Because I again, rightfully so, I still believe rightfully so. If people don't believe in the political process, they have every single right to not. If you live in conditions like East Cleveland, because the 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 reality is you. You're making thirteen thousand dollars a year, on you know, at median income, right? You you can't leverage your home to send your children to school because it's valued at twenty five thousand dollars, right? You are maxed out on credit, so you can't take out a college loan for your kids. Your 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 school only has a certain amount of scholarship dollars for children who are performing well they don't have a lot i mean so all of these things where how are we going to believe that people care about it's like that michael jackson song that's the belief people don't really think people don't think that they whoever the the proverbial they 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 are they 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 don't care about us right that's what people think Right, and because one of the things is you need to understand what you what you, what you're dealing with and what you're working with. You need um, examples of success in other places, right? In other systems, and other like I was talking about Occupy Wall Street is for a reason. Like you need to understand what that was. The you know I kind of talked about the Black Panthers and the revolutionary movement, the Free Breakfast Program, and all of that stuff that they was doing. You know, um, so it's like you need to see some successful um, examples to know how to plug it into East Cleveland. Because if we can't go this route through the folding, through the system, like how do Lord come and, and switch it up and change it from the bottom? Who are the, who are the hood heroes, right? So who, who, there you go. who are the hood heroes right now? Who do, who do we look up to right now from our communities? That's exactly. Cause it's going to move the people. They're going to do whatever you want. If they feel the movement. Yeah, it's like social change. Guys, I kind of briefly, kind of vaguely touch on it because it needs to change policy. It just can't be, you know, getting all warm and fuzzy with the idea or doing a little something. Like so, Rosa Parks was at the back of the bus for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like people was getting arrested, going to jail, and all. That's how drastic it was. Like we miss all of that. We just got complacent with. You know, getting my little piece of the pie and I'm okay with what I got. You know, it's classical capitalist, but capitalism. But, you know, it's like we don't own no factories. So we're not truly capitalist if we don't own no factories. And I don't think we really get that. 
You bruh, know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Bruh, go that's ahead. a good point. I was just... Oh, no. Oh, that's man. why I'm on here. So. Yo, no, that was good. <laughs> that just jogged a memory. I was talking to this dude. His name is Professor Ezra over at Delaware, Delaware State. Um, he's doing a project called Center for Global Africa. Look it up. It's amazing. But, you know, but that's a whole nother piece we can get into later. But but you said I shouldn't be plugging people. Go, no, go ahead. That's love. <laughs> no. Okay, that's love? Okay. Yeah, go <laughs> I got to get to... All right, so... so he broke down to because I've talked before about the community-owned supply chain and the need to create ownership from the the land all the way to the transaction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to make sure that the dollars stay within the community, right? To make sure that we are looking at every single piece, you know, of the pie to see who's taken away from that pie, mm-hmm. and if we only get one one small little piece and the rest is going out to others, then it is affecting, you know, our own homes, our neighbors, our communities, and our narrative. It's affecting it all. It's affecting our strategy. And so what he broke down was, and you brought up Rosa Parks, it's an interesting thing, is, okay, beautiful that the movement was to get her to move to the front of the bus. Mm Mm-hmm. That was needed at that time. That was a story, and that was an, that, that, that's a story that we talk about, and, and, and from a historical standpoint, very relevant at that time. Right now, it's not enough to just be at the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like you said, who who owns the bus? Who owns the gas that's filling the bus up? Who who built the who built the bus? Right? Who mm-hmm. wrote the story that she was made that that she sat on the front of the bus? Like. We need to have control of as many pieces of that story, of the actual bus, of the actual fact that if I want to choose to sit at the back of the bus, that's my choice too, right? And no narrative is going to um, take away my right to choose to be wherever it is I want to be on that bus, especially if I own the bus, Right. Mm-hmm. So if we can own the bus, then I can choose where I want to be on the bus. So if I don't own the bus, now I have to to maneuver and move and show that I got to make a statement. Right. In order to enact change. So the statement was made right back then. And what did we do with that statement? Right. We started to ask the question of how can we have community ownership? How can we really have our hands in the cookie jar of capitalism? How can we begin to think about a non-extractive version of capitalism? How can we play a role? And then, of course, what happens? We get assassinated. Absolutely. Right? We get demonized. Right? We, you know, we, 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 we get fl- our communities get flooded with drugs. All of the stuff that we know, I'm not going to go down into those, to the things that we know happen to our communities unless, well, actually, maybe we should at some other point. But not in this story, because what I want to center it on is the the need to own the bus, the <laughs> the material, the, the rubber, the gas, the glass, the metal. Right. The thing is, is a part of it is, you know, we kind of talking about it. But one of the things is you got to another piece of that. I'm not going against what you're saying, but no, you get Another another piece of that is making the people feel like feel a certain way about it, about it 
on top of it because talking about it ain't really enough they really need to be invested in feeling the movement um really engaged in it so because you could just talk about it just like everybody else talking about all kind of other stuff mm-hmm. it's like you kind of like I, I guess we could get into what's next for us to to you know move the you know what's the next phase to really move them into going in the right direction is yeah. that just education is that i mean i guess that is education and i could kind of segue into I don't know if you wanted to talk about the, the the speaker series and all that. Yeah, no, I, that's a good point. I mean, because we, because people are asking, okay, fine, you 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 move back, right? You secured a location. What you doing, right? Mm-hmm. What you do? You know, why aren't you done? Oh, this dude's dude just ain't you know. So let's 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 be let's make one thing clear that it is our belief that. Um, your condition will not change until we collectively and individually change the conditions of ourselves. That's just fact. So if our mindset is not altered and we are not poised to, to receive the, the, the dollars that, that are needed to do again, to, to own the bus, to, to invest in the the metal fabrication and the glass fabrication and all that, you know, to keep it in the context of the Rosa Parks store, uh, then those then we're not ready to actually own those pieces of the supply chain. So I would refrain from asking anyone to invest in in the later parts of Loiter until we actually have established the mindset of the people first. Or else we would be status quo developers who are saying, throw money in buildings and build it and they will come. Because that's not the fact. Because the question then arises, who is they? Build it and they will come. We need to say build it so we can stay. Right? We don't invite it to come. We want to create the infrastructure for us to be a part of the development of our own communities. And that happens through mindset development. And so we have to develop our collective minds through narrative control, not just narrative change, control of our own narrative, to where when we talk about our city, we're not talking about all the negative things that we're impacted with every single day. It seems like, I'm sorry, cut you off. That's okay, but, but, but we're talking about the beauty that's around us because all of East Cleveland is not the constant tropes that we keep hearing from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. All they want to do is talk about negative stories about East Cleveland, period. I, I, and then every year they talk about, you know, the, I mean, every single story is negative coming out of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Right? And then so that's people outside of our community. And when you talk about inside of our community, we had one of the candidates brought up, you no, know, one of the questions on, on the when the when the people from the council meeting were were were, were, were you know they you know they're they're campaigning and it was at the East Cleveland Public Library and one of the questions that came up was hey what's up with our news why do we have these two newsletters one of which is and we didn't have and we only had them during the time of the election for mayor you saw these letters before oh yeah 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 i mean you know i i have i have and 
one of which was sponsored by and this is what was said i'm just you know i don't i don't know the details of it all but this is what was posed you know by the the you know, by the person asking the question, the community member who asked the question to the candidates, you know, some incumbent, some new, um, and was like, well, where did the news newsletters go after the mayor was elected? And they were owned and slided towards, you know, the, the candidates with an agenda. And it didn't represent the people. It represented the agenda of the candidates. Exactly. And so where is the voice of the people that are being affected by the, I mean, can I say foolishness in City Hall? Is that okay to say? Yeah. Is it foolishness in City Hall? Yes. Is that too harsh of a word? I said it earlier. It's a lot of gaslighting going on. Mm. You know, it's a lot of very, very toxic relationships. Yeah. It's like a lot of... um, you know, I hate to use it, but narcissists going on is blaming this guy. He's blaming this guy. The council don't want to take responsibility for none of their stuff. They blaming the administration. They blaming the council. Like, it's all of this back and forth stuff. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything that's going on, right? It's easy to pacify the people saying, well, we kind of waiting on it. It's coming. It's on the way. We got engineers working on it. We got... Just that other, I went and talked to this dude and told this dude to chill. Like all of this conversation is going on. Like who's gonna t- who's gonna start a newsletter that's got the real facts and push that out? Well, that, like, well that's, I mean, you well, know what I'm that's, saying? I thought that's what this honest voice and culture was about. I mean, we, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, no, are, the, know, are the people you. are the people online? You know, what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I, that's my fault. Okay, but there are new. <laughs> speaking of the newsletters. I mean, look, obviously there seemed to be a need to get news out about, you know, what was going on in Somehow, City Hall. it don't even have to be a newsletter. Exactly. There's a need. And it could be a newspaper. It could be a blog. It could be an app. It, it could, could be, be an app. Right. It could be anything. So right. let us figure out a way to make sure positive news gets out about East Cleveland and understanding that the more negativity that comes out about East Cleveland, the more it affects our ability to to think about the reality that's in front of us and inspire us to get out and vote and to be to, to, to want to be engaged citizens. And so that just that just really continues to fill the bucket of negativity that fuels our own inner narrative of what we think about the community that we live in. We heard on the stage people calling East Cleveland, man, it looks like a war zone or it's like a third world country. Like if we're saying about that, if we're saying that about our country, you know, I mean, I mean about our city, if we're saying that about our city, what are we going to, what do our children hear? And do you want to stay? Are they going to want to stay? Absolutely not. Let's, let's, let's swing the pendulum. A different route on yeah. the on the micro level. Yeah. What what do you what would make you all warm and fuzzy right now to see? <laughs> well, I, yeah. Yeah. On the micro level, what what would what would say? Okay, I see. I mean, you know, you know, it just takes patience with anything and everything, yeah. right? So we just documented to say, well, we did say this and say, and this is where we at. We started. And now we at the midway point. Are we midway? No, we're at the beginning. Uh, okay, go ahead. Because look, 
earlier today you said look, we we got to get you know we, we got to get out and record because i was away for about a month and a half um come up here meet me up let's get mic'd up let's have the conversation right mm-hmm. i couldn't pick up you know my morning breakfast Right. So from one end of the city on Euclid Avenue, the main throughway, 40,000, you know, cars a day. Right. I can't go in any place and get me a baked good and a coffee to come from down by Forest Hill to Noble Road. So what would make me warm and fuzzy? Just, you know, selfishly, <laughs> I just want to go in there and get a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. meet, see some people that 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 are hanging out. Again, loitering, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we call it loiter, mm-hmm. because the whole premise of loiter is you cannot create a community without inviting people to hang out. And if you have conditions where people don't want to hang out or don't want to be seen, or if they are seen, they're looked at as being you know, part of the problem, then you, we're not going to create a community for people to hang out. The conditions aren't going to be right. So... What would make me warm and fuzzy would be I just want to go into a place and feel like, man, like I I went in there. Hey, Jamal, I'm going up. I'm grabbing me a coffee. What do you want? A tea? All right, cool. I'm going to grab you a daggone muffin, and I'm going to swing by and pick you up something, and then we're going to be – because that is just a normal day. So – Okay. What keep about going. you? No, no. I keep mean, going. It's more. So I mean, I'm, I'm trying to land that into like loiter and then, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's number one. The conditions have got to be right, right? So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna have a a place of conviviality where people can hang out. I want. I would love to see people engaged. You know in their own what are they they need to see they need to see something they need to see a new shiny sign in a spot to say coffee come hang out that's the only mm. way that they go they gotta feel it right so they need when a I beacon go on, when they I need go on, a beacon when i see yeah absolutely it's not just a starbucks green lady on the front it's smelling the coffee and hearing those beans getting tossed in the machine when i come in there that's the whole brand Right, so mm-hmm. it's like the East Cleveland has a brand. What's right? the what's the let's yeah let's uh, that's good. So what's the current <laughs> East Cleveland brand? Actually, let's keep it. Yeah, you, you said, said it what what it was. <laughs> you already said what the brand was. It's a third world country. It's all this negative talk. It's in the paper. That's the brand of East mm. Cleveland, right? It seemed like it's easy to overthrow that just by ha- having the opposite, and that's loiter. Yeah, basically the the to, the opposite of that is loiter. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, not not necessarily loiter. I know you're the brand dude. What? No, 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 no. I, I get what saying, you're saying. saying. Go ahead. I get what you're saying. Yes. The what is needed in East Cleveland is like like you said that a rebranding. The rebrand, a rebrand of East Cleveland, so it becomes synonymous with something other than the war zone, the laughing stock, all these other things that 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 we as a community even talk about ourselves as. Right. So if we even say that about our own communities, then how are we going to think other people are going to talk about our communities? It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
You know, we right. suck. I mean, it's Sean. We ain't good. It's I mean, you know what? We, we ain't got nothing but fast food. Da, da, da. And we just keep talking about the same thing and talk instead of talking about actually, we got a lot of daggone talent here. There's a lot of talent here. There's beautiful spaces. There's there's there there's historic homes. There's historic anchors. There's 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 love. There's a lot of opportunity. And what is possible from these three square miles is Man, it's remarkable. Let and me so, ask you this. Is it possible just to show, you know, just to say that, what you just said, and to show some blueprints to get some stuff moving? Well, we're we going to try. So we're going to try. Uh, we've partnered with the East Cleveland Public Library. Um, again, a very solid anchor in the community nobody was in there nobody was well don't say nobody okay it was, nobody was in there was, bro. all right it was 15 people no i ain't no. talking about that i'm just talking oh, about in the, in the actual library doing about hanging out, out. Uh, yeah so i don't know if it's because of the pandemic it's putting a strain on the pandemic putting a strain on everything on top of it yeah right the pandemic putting a strain on economy pandemic putting a strain on how many people can occupy a space you know it's we kind of loosening up some of these um things but it still put a heavy strain on everybody basically from education i mean that's one of the things like educate like my daughter's taking gymnastics man every kid in there it was probably like a hundred kids in there they all flipping and jumping around doing cartwheels on the balance beam with mask on bro Mm. I was just like tripping like my daughter's got little tiny masks they got on and they you know working out doing all this stuff underneath their masks is crazy um so it's like the library is an anchor like you said I don't even see nobody in there yeah yeah I mean so it's a lot of hurdles it's a lot. It's a lot of hurdles. So on the micro level, that's what I was saying. On the micro level, the next steps for us is what? Yeah, so you we... want to get into that? Yeah, we can get into it. No, that's cool. You got a bunch of notes over there. Am I skipping stuff? No, I mean, I think we like, covered a lot. I don't... Let me see the notes. I mean, I can't even read my own handwriting we sometimes. We're just free-flowing, man. Of course. That's just, the way to go. Uh, that's the way to go. Um, we did hit on some of this stuff. The main thing that we do want to say, I mean, if we if we had, like, the production team... We would be like, oh, you know, this is sponsored by Loiter Voice and Court. You know, we'd have some little promo in the middle of our. Uh, oh, you can stick that in there. You got some? Yeah. Um, it is our event that we're doing at the library, right? I got some ideas for that too. Oh, cool. Let's talk about it then. You want to? You want me? You want me to oh, share what? Share what the, no, the event no. is, and then yeah, you, yeah. Okay. No, no. I had some stuff on the side, just some social media stuff. I like what. Just come. I think you should post each person that's going to be on the panel by themselves on a different post. Mm. So and each one. Little, absolutely. With a little bio. Gonna, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Absolutely. That's yeah. a real good idea because we got a lineup of people. So this goes back to what we remember we were talking about the TED Talk conversation that we had mm-hmm. at the library. Um, And jokingly, I was like, <laughs> I don't know who TED is, right? Um, I'd like to know who Ted is. Now I did my research. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like technology, education, and something. something something like that. It actually is not a guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, we can have our own 
Tyrone talks, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Tyrone represents, you know, Tyrone Jenkins. Everybody and know mm-hmm. who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. You're talking about a brother. So you say, you say, you know, you know, Ted Bartholomew, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So I, 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 the idea, again, back to the community-owned resources, community-owned supply chain, community-owned narrative. Um, and when I say community-owned, at by default, East Cleveland, I, I not even by default, by by both by both default of actually by default and by intentional policy east cleveland is 95% black right so now that you've got a community that's 95% black what are the things that we need to be bringing into our community to mm-hmm. inspire us all there right that there so what we are trying to do is is begin there begin with the the need for emotional reparations for mm-hmm. people who have been affected by these just being bombarded with these systemic issues that just affect us and our families right there you go so with that we're saying hey we can't do anything until we look at the mind mindset we're bringing in a speaker series that's based upon the same kind of concept of ted not around technology and things like that, but it's around emotional reparations for communities like East Cleveland that have been habitually disinvested in. So we're having our first series. It's going to be a monthly series. Um, I haven't come up with the name. We're not calling it Tyrone I like Talks. what you just said, though. What did I say? You kind of... You just, oh, you just floated out? No, you just said something about... Um, these talks is not TED talks. They are oh wrapped around. Yeah, we should hear what that says. I don't. I just was spitting. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but we'll come up with you the said name. Emotional, the emotional, emotional reparations. reparations. Yeah, yeah, emotional reparations. Um, and I can get into to my my thoughts around emotional reparations and financial restitution. The need to separate reparational dollars from the repair that's needed from decades of disinvestment and habitual exclusion and the things that happen to black and brown people in this country mm-hmm. that's something different than mm-hmm. what you owe for it right mm-hmm. you know it's a completely different thing so i have a take on reparations that's slightly different than the one that be- that's becoming more mainstream and politicized because it's easy to write a check for something what you do and then when we when we aren't positioned mentally to deal with receiving those dollars it'll be our fault that we didn't do right by the money that came to us it'll just be back in our well we gave them all this money look what they did with it well we already know we're not that we need emotional reparations before the dollars come because you can give somebody a check for a million dollars if they're you know it's been primed to be a consumer primed to not care about their neighbor, primed to just, you know, to not save, to just, I got to get mine, you know, and and being self-centered, then that money goes back into the holders of the people that gave it to you in the first place. So that's a great idea if I want the dollars to come back to me, Mm -hmm. right? To just say, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, we were wrong. Here you go. Take it. And then knowing that I've set up things for the dollars to come right back to me and i'm gonna say one more point on that i'm sorry i'm talking a lot this episode my bad um but one more point to that 
is, you know how a lot of times you'd be in the barbershop or you read some article about some dude like, you know, a brother like Allen Iverson. Oh, my God, he blew all his money. He got all this dollar ball. Mike Tyson, he had all this money. He blew all his money. All this, these things, right? Negatively talking about, you know, you know, you know, black athletes or entertainers that quote unquote blew their money. But my question is, did they really blow their money? Right. Mm-hmm. Did it really get blown or did it really go into the hands of the capitalists? Right. It just went. It did exactly what it's supposed to Absolutely. be doing. Yeah. We are all hyper consumers. Right. So in the construct of capitalism, he didn't blow. Those people didn't blow their money. They did exactly what they were supposed to do in the construct of capitalism and consumerism right so that's what it's supposed to do now if you have now if those dollars if he's if one of those individuals that are constantly demonized demonized for doing what you know we are you know you know conditioned to do when we receive dollars which is spend it if that went into the hands of black and brown businesses guess what he didn't blow his money he kept it in the community right Mm -hmm. so now those dollars stay within his friends Right. His family that own the businesses that he was spending the money. And then it goes back into his pocket because guess what is in his community that he lived in in the first place. So this is the reality of what extractive capitalism does. It convinces us to spend the money and then laughs at you when you do. Absolutely. So. That's a whole nother thing. But Se- segue back into the speaker series. Yeah, so <laughs> the speaker series. <laughs> no, you good. You good. You good. So, so the speaker series is really you bring it, you're bringing some outside counsel to yeah, get some perspective. Exactly. So Go we ahead. we so come, who you got? we come we we all come into spaces not as ourselves but with our networks, right? And we got to understand that we, you know, we all. You know, we're all connected to one another. And so when I decided to come back to East Cleveland, I said, well, I'm bringing my whole network with me. Mm. That's simple. I'm not coming by mm. myself. And so, you know, by the by the grace of God, I have a very strong network. And I'm not trying to, you know. No, but you got to build some credibility because they're just going to look at you just like you're somebody <laughs> else. No, it's a beautiful play. God. Yeah, so I'm coming in and I, I reached out to um, th- three I actually reached out a few people. Um, the first person is uh, Dr. Thea James, and I'm doing really good work with in Boston. Um, she works for Boston Medical Center, who speaks extremely well about the need to make sure that that wealth is present in our communities in order to have healthy families. Right? If we don't have wealth then we're just doing the same thing, right? So she's going to come to speak about that and the importance of, you know, healthy communities and how it relates to establishing black businesses in a city like East Cleveland. So that's going to be one of the conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other brother, his name is Tim, Tim Lampkin. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'll be at the library. We were both a common future fellows together. Um, he, Tell me know, what Common Future is. Common Future, quick. man. Shout out. They were one of our first funders uh, for us to con- to do some of the work. They, su- they support, um, uh, you know, leaders across the country to do work, um, you know, to advance, you know, um, equitable um, systems. 
you know, both both in food and, and art and culture. And, so and it's just, enough. It's enough resources to swing this in the right direction. We just got to pull it together. And just, people need to trust that we're doing that. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of people don't have to trust. So this is what these 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 series, these speaker series is going to do. Exactly. And so we'll be able to invite people to have a conversation in East Cleveland. Right. Because a lot of times we're talking. A lot of the people are talking about this work. And the people in the communities that it's affecting don't even, they're not even invited to the table, right? They're not yeah. even invited to come and hear what is being talked about them. So we want to make sure that we try, to your point, get the youth involved, reach out to Shaw, reach out to the, to the colleges, get some people to, 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 to engage, you know, in yeah. East Cleveland with these speakers. Yeah. So, Tim. So you got to have different different genres exactly folks to come in and say but that's what that's what we need we need that we're gonna need some help to try and get the outreach you know i'm new i mean i don't know yeah so we're gonna need that uh tim so tim lampkin he's he co-founded an organization down in mississippi doing economic justice work called higher purpose co um we're you know we're loiter is a a environment is an economic justice organization as well centering you know, development dollars on people first, the people that are have been living in the communities, you know, before inviting other people in. So making sure that that the development that happened that needs to happen is secured in the hands of the people that have been left to toil away with all the conditions that we've already previously talked about. So that would be a cool conversation. It would be real nice to wrap with him again and, you know, to walk through East Cleveland with these folks. Um, you doing that too? Oh yeah, we're gonna do a nice little walk. Who else you got coming? Oh, I got uh, Steve Dub. Steve Dub. Um, he is the editor of uh, Nonprofit Quarterly, and Nonprofit Quarterly is is a magazine, um, an online uh, platform that a lot of philanthropists turn to to see, you know, what's happening in the nonprofit space, um, and he talks a lot about and in per and in addition to that he talks a lot about his he has an unbelievable understanding about community wealth building and what it means you know to the community uh and so we're going to have a, a robust conversation around community wealth building he's going to be moderating the conversation with me and um zaki rashid who's the president of the east cleveland public library so we're going to have a, a conversation to your point around, okay, city aside, what are we going to do? Absolutely. What are we going to do? And absolutely. what can happen? What's absolutely. possible? Absolutely. We just want to talk about what's possible and how do we get the resources to do it? And then what are the next steps? That's all we're going to do. Absolutely. Because well, this is the model mm-hmm. and this is the experts that we bring. We bring in outside outside forces as a coalition to change it from the bottom exactly it's beautiful yeah exactly it's beautiful i'm glad i'm a part of it no for sure i know but the, what what role you what role you gonna play don't worry man? about all that <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about all yeah. that because i could i could bring in the designers to come in yeah and talk about that creative spiel you yeah. know the designers because i feel like the designer role is like a we we can visually bring change right so we all like advocates and all you know change agents like you know basically giving back to the to the young ones and coming in and, and getting them going mm. you know the young ones kind of get overlooked you want right? to do that so in december 
No, it's too cold, man. Too cold. Give me the spring. Oh man. So what? Well, all right. Well, <laughs> but we got to no, think about yeah, it. Like, think about when, it. when yeah. you was talking about, I was thinking about my man Marshall. Okay. Shorts. Corey Favor started a design conference, like a first black design conference that I knew about down in Columbus. And what I loved about Columbus is that, you know, Columbus is so close to Old State. Like Old State is like the mecca of Columbus, and it kind of still reminded me of college. Remember that feeling I was telling you about? Like that's why I was gravitated towards it, not just because they was black, but it gave me that collegial. Um, am I saying that right? Did I say that collegiate? Right? Collegiate. Um, it gave me that feeling, right, of being back at school mm-hmm. when I went back down there. I felt like I was on campus again, and they had all kind of people coming. They had like they ran it all the way up until uh the pandemic they probably coming back again but they had like about nine conferences mm. probably like five like the network is crazy what they was doing and putting that together at this little theater down there so gave me an award for impact award one time i gave a keynote one time which was cool mr soul talked um donald black talked so it'd be cool to get some of these people that i know you know in the city doing some good artwork. So the speaker series, you want to say some lasting words about that? Yeah. So, we're, you know, so again, if, if people are interested in being a part, it's going to be a monthly series. Um, monthly, bro. Monthly. Uh, monthly. Yes. Bro. Why not? Huh? Uh, it, we, it, we seem like a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of work to do. Bye, 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 monthly. It's a lot of work to do. Okay, okay, do, fly, okay. You might have to fly some people in or something. You got to put them up. Yeah. You got to coordinate that. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm bringing my network of people with me. We could cut that out monthly, whatever. Yeah. People or, saying look. whatever at the council meeting, so we could say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, speak a series. Yeah, Flying yeah, folks. exactly. Every other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I think, I mean, I think, I think monthly um but the thing is by default i think we're gonna have to wait because around the holidays i think december is gonna be not be a good month yeah, so we we can do our kickoff come on uh, we got to do it in january though um because you know but we, we we'll probably skip december but I, I, I get what you're saying because monthly people are not probably gonna barely show up for the first one no, they coming. Huh? They just coming. Like, what are we doing it for, man? Oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I always, uh, I kind of gear myself up, like, not to have, you know, a lot of high expectations towards anything I do. So I don't be let, down, let down if it doesn't play out the way I wanted it to. But that's dope. Yeah. It's just on how how we play it. Like yeah. like you got to educate the people, let them know that the series is coming, that it's dope, that it's really the the, the first stages and really changing what we're trying to do. And I mean, you know, oh, you got to talk about any swag they're gonna get. They're gonna any we doing any raffles? We doing any? <laughs> 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 no. Uh, no, this is from the grad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe no. the thing is, we t- we. Uh, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta count my coins. We have a, I gotta count we my coins. A raffle. <laughs> we have a raffle. A brand new Lincoln 
you sign up, <laughs> register, <laughs> and get in get in on the raffle to get the brand new 2021 Lincoln exactly. Navigator. And, 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 and an Amazon <laughs> gift card for all participants. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean. Go, go into... Just give me. You didn't. You didn't say what the date was for the speaker series. It's gonna be on this date at the library. You know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So conversation. So right now the title. I mean, it's a working title, but we don't. We don't have no time to keep going back and forth about it. But it's gonna be called community critical community conversations. Right. Our first conversation is called "We've been here. How do we stay here?" Right. That's 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 the the premise of the day. Uh, to to have an honest conversation around the need for development in our communities while engaging the citizens to make sure that we have a voice in the development that's happening. And so that's happening on November 13th. It's a Saturday. Uh, we're going to have a community lunch uh, ready for everybody uh, 12 o'clock from 12 to 1, and then from 1 to 3, that's when the conversation will happen. And then afterwards, you know, just loosely, organically let the the, the 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 afternoon fall into if it's raining it's over if it's not we'll go for a nice little walk around the pond or go up ski hill or whatever and up in forest hill park and just have just continue the conversation so you know people again outside of the community i mean outside of the the library people can see you know people loitering right people out and about so part and parcel to what loiter does um is to create spaces for people to convene and you know to to make us feel safe in in our communities dope love it so um, what you been up to man i've been going oh, so that's, on, that, that's it we closing that's out. It? okay with episode okay. okay all right okay you, you're right yeah, you're that's just it. closing out on the on the on the um speaker series yes, which but, is dope so be be on the lookout for some more flyers and please tap into the instagram what's the instagram lord is it Lauder EC or Lauder East Cleveland? Lauder East Cleveland on the website. We'll have more insight on the speakers just coming and how you can register and all that stuff. I don't know if we're going to have an event bright. I don't know if you're going to have it on Facebook or anything like that. Yeah, you got so a we, like page? Yeah. We're not on Facebook. Should we be on? Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll, I'll tell we'll because get a Facebook. You got, you got, yeah. You got to have a Facebook, the like page, so they can put, so you can put the flyer on there so you can see the attendees and stuff. Mm. You're going to get a bigger reach. A lot of folks be on a lot of East Cleveland folks I know be on Facebook. Okay, good right? point, good point. So okay. what's beautiful about Facebook is a billion people on there and you can target them. So you could go East Cleveland residents only and they're going to see that ad. Mm. So you could spend a couple of dollars on some ads and they're going to see it and they're going to come. And then you could just point them right to, um, you know, the event, Eventbrite through the Facebook um, stuff. No, that's good. Okay, cool. I, you, can, I, you can go to demographic on how much people make. They interest what they're looking at. You could really zero targeting. All this stuff is really marketing, bro. Mm-hmm. Whoever is the master of marketing to reach the people and get them to feel a certain way to move them in the direction of what you want them to move to is really the key to everything. It's to really the master that part of what you're trying to do. It's to market them because you can understand them. So you're speaking to to the strategy of loiter right now, right? Because yeah. One of the most important pieces, and this is why I bought bought you in in the first place, because that's not my bailiwick, right? Yeah, I understand the importance of it. Is yeah. it, it isn't something that 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 I'm adept to, and I'm somebody who likes to bring in people who know what they're doing, right? That's my style. 
So yeah. well, it's two stories going on too. It's the story to get the people engaged, but it's another beautiful story to get the investors engaged, or you know, whoever wants to contribute and help make this more than this, you know, than it is now. So no, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Jamal. Like, and then that's Thanks Lord. So. Of, that's 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 the Lord of Voice and Culture. Why we're leading with Voice and Culture first. Because it is about, you know, making sure that narrative is in our control and uh, to make sure that we're putting out content that, that's, you know, that's relevant to the people we're trying to talk to. Like you said, both 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 the, the funders and supporters and the people in the community who are going to be, you know, benefactors of the work that we do and eventually investing in the companies that they're actually, um, you know, you know, transacting in. So. so if you're interested in hearing more or any details of what's going on to keep up with it, we had a email newsletter. Yeah, actually, we yeah, we, we're actually working that. on our newsletter right now. So go to the website. It'll ask you for your information. You know, just log it in. If you don't, if you want to opt out, opt out whenever you want. Um, but the the pay the, the actual event will have its own page. It'll be loiter.us slash register. And I think that's where it's going to live at on our website. Um, so it'll be an actual registration page on our website to happen. That'll be up, I think, next week. Okay. Cool. Okay. You got some other documentations that you're working on going out to? Like what? I thought you showed me something else. No. Probably. All right. Anyway, <laughs> man. Good night, bro. All right. Okay. Cool. Signing off, son. Yeah. Any last words? No, no. Actually, last words gotta come from you because I no, feel like come I, on, I come on. Bro. I feel like I ate a lot of the time on that Man, one. Bro. I mean, I'm just what you been up to? Nothing. Like you, ain't, you don't got an outro, to, nothing. No, I'm just gonna stick it, stick the outro. I don't know, bro. I'm optimistic, so you know, I'm I'm always trying to learn and try to study and try to look at something, right? So looking at it and just trying to figure out how to change it right i thought about the wheat paste and stuff instead of the graffiti because ain't nothing up there now mm. right so yeah. putting up them the wheat pacing is like a quick way to get some posters up about your movement or something real quick mm. right you could just hit a wall and be boom 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 yeah and just get the posters up and then you know it's just a you know it's just a lot of tactics there's a lot of tactics like it's just really really studying successful models and seeing which parts that you love and apply that to what you got going on especially you know on the visual side on you know small stuff like it's people that, that couldn't even watch it it's like a people that didn't have shoes you know you got the guy at time that came out with the little inexpensive shoes and gave it to tons and tons of people in africa and whatever you could buy the times too um, you know, it's like I think it's, it's like an eyeglass place that was making glasses real cheap and affordable. It's yeah, just coming out with Warby Parker. Yeah, yeah, so it's ways to really move and, and change, 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 change how things is doing by maybe re-engineering how stuff has been done in the past. So I'm rambling now. I, we was yeah, closing damn. out, bro. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> trying to put this baby to okay, bed all right we, we put it to bed my bad my bad glasses and yeah. stuff okay well we we're gonna record the next one anyway okay peace my bad <laughs>